0: This podcast is the overflow of a three and a half minute song called Jesus Happened. You can expect raw and real conversation, stories, and testimonies of my personal Jesus Happened moment, along with many others. So here we go with another episode of the Jesus Happened podcast. Jesus. Everybody. I don't know why I feel the need to sing a welcome back melody. Like I think I've been doing that my whole life, but it's slightly annoying when you start a podcast and you listen back and you realize how often you sing the introduction. Like I'm sorry if that's super annoying. <laughs> slightly annoying to me, but that's okay. Anyhow, what's up guys? Thanks for tuning back in. Um If you have been following along with this podcast since episode one, season one, I just want to give a little love and shout out to you, whoever you are. Thanks for listening. Thanks for like following along and being um, a supporter. Like seriously, it means a lot to me. And I hope that you're like growing, you know, I hope your faith is being challenged and encouraged and maybe you... You know, maybe you actually feel like you're getting coffee with me. (laughs) The world is starting to open back up, so we actually could get coffee. I'm just saying. Um, I get coffee at my local coffee shop here in Nashville all the time. There's a few of my favorites. Um, First of all, lately I've been going to District Coffee, which is over in Berry Hill. If you're from Nashville, it's awesome. What's another one that I like? I mean, I love Barista Parlor. It's just a little out of my price range. So sometimes I don't really go there. But let me think of what another one is that I like. Oh, oh, there's this cute local. Well, they're all local, but there's this cute spot that my friend Jack owns. I don't even know his last name, but it's called Osa's Coffee House. O S A, and it's off of Edge Hill, um, Edge Hill, and like 17th or 16th Avenue South. I can't remember exactly, but I just got a latte from there today and iced. Almond milk latte with honey and cinnamon. My favorite drink. I'm trying to switch over to coconut milk, though. I don't know why I'm telling you all this. If you have zero interest in this, I'm so sorry. Okay, so today on the podcast, we are going to talk about what no one seems to want to talk about at all, which is, ladies and gentlemen, the subject of jealousy. Ah! There's this book by R.T. Kendall that I have discovered. I have not read it yet, but I have been listening to a few um, interviews that he's had about the book, and it's called Jealousy, The Sin That No One Talks About. But really, though, no one talks about it. No one seems to want to talk about it, probably because they deal with it just like I do. And everyone does which is not a good thing. I am not condoning jealousy whatsoever, just so we're clear right off the bat. But yeah, I wanted to I wanted to bring this subject to your attention and to my attention, um, considering the fact that the Lord himself convicted me earlier this week when I got home from a radio tour. I had just gotten back and my husband picked me up and I was just unloading all these thoughts. I was verbally processing, which is not a good excuse. to talk about the people I was talking about and in the way that I was talking about them. And it was all rooted in jealousy, which is disgusting. According to the Bible, y'all, I've been doing some research over the last few days, and I'm just going to read y'all a few of the verses that the Bible talks about in regards to jealousy. Y'all aren't even ready for this. Oh, man, here we go. Okay, Proverbs 14, verse 30. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy, which is a synonym of jealousy, rots the bones. Uh, So if you feel like death (laughs) or your bones are rotting, (laughs) there's a possibility that you are believing jealousy or operating out of that. Okay, here's another one. Proverbs 27 verse 4. Anger is cruel and fury overwhelming. But who can stand before jealousy? Gross. Psalm 37, 1 through 3. Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. And then here's the one that really got my attention that I actually... I've literally quoted this, I think, many times. It says, Place me like a seal over your heart, like a seal on your arm. For love is as strong as death. It's jealousy unyielding as the grave. The Amplified says, Put me like a seal on your heart, like a seal on your arm. For love is as strong as death. Jealousy is as severe and cruel as Sheol in parentheses, the place of the dead, close parentheses. And that's Song of Solomon 8, verse 6. You guys, jealousy is as cruel as the grave. That's a very serious sentence. It's not a joke. It's not something to mess around with. And I had no idea that I was struggling with it. And I started to talk to my husband about this person. And I was kind of like just dogging on them. And I was just not talking about them in a positive light. And he goes, why don't we pray for them right now? And I felt this wave of conviction. And of course, my flesh rose up and didn't want to do that. But I knew that, that that's what I should do, because G- Jesus would do that. He would pray for his enemies. And this person isn't even my enemy. They could be a sister in Christ. I have no idea, but it doesn't matter. The point is, is I shouldn't be having these thoughts about anyone because God, God made me and God made them and comparison and envy and jealousy are literally as cruel as the grave, crueler than the grave. So we prayed for this person and I talked, I talked about it the other day on my Instagram stories. I did a quick testimony, but as soon as I started praying, honestly, what, what came out of my mouth was repentance, was repenting for comparing myself to another human being on social media Sometimes social media can be so stupid. No offense if you work for Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or whatever. But I'm sorry. It is sometimes the biggest trap and trick that the enemy uses to cause comparison, to overwhelm us and jealousy, to overtake us and envy, which the Bible talks really seriously about, as you just heard in a few of those verses. And I encourage you to Google Bible verses about envy or Bible verses on jealousy. And one of the stories that I'm going to read today a little bit of, but I encourage you to go read the entire chapter, is out of First Samuel. And it's about Saul, Saul's jealousy, King Saul. If you don't know who that is, um, I didn't either a few years ago. So go back and read about him. But before I read about Saul, I want to read the definition of jealousy from handydandygoogle.com. So it says, number one, A feeling of unhappiness and anger caused by a belief that a loved one might be unfaithful. So I guess that's in regards to cheating or being unfaithful. Number two, which this makes more sense as a broader definition, a feeling of unhappiness caused by wanting what someone else has. And I think the correct term for that in the Bible would be covetedness. Is that how you say that? Covetedness. C-O-V-E-T-O-U-S-N-E-S-S. Um, oh, Google's definition for covetedness is marked by inordinate desire for wealth or possessions or for another's possessions. The example is he looked at his boss's new car with covetous eyes in Jesus name. So before Jesus happened to me, like no one taught me about covetedness or jealousy or envy. Like I didn't hear that in a church service. And I don't know if that was just me or if I just missed those services when they talked about it or read those scriptures. But thank God for my pastors who have talked about this many times and also for the Bible, y'all. The Bible is not just a tool and not just like an inspirational quote, you know, an inspirational book full of quotes. It's life. And it's it's what we should measure our life by. So this past week, I was convicted by my husband well by Christ through my husband and as soon as we started praying I mean not only did these weights lift from my shoulders but I repented to the Lord turned my thought process around to him completely and the fear of the Lord like came over me so strongly because I take the word of God so seriously and I realized that I was being corrected and the Bible says that God corrects those he loves it says that when he disciplines you it means you're his legitimate child I mean no one talks about this and I really really felt like it was important to bring this to your attention and to just be like completely open and honest about my process like I'm not just this like perfect girl perfect Christian musician who like never struggles because you know I'm filled with the spirit and like I'm always having a good day no And I understand how social media can come across like that. Like I get it now. I never really struggled with this and and the Lord is so good to bring this to my attention. So anyhow, while we were praying for the person, I started to feel like so much love for them. Instead of jealousy, it turned into like supernatural love, which makes a lot of sense because I was now living by the spirit instead of by my sinful nature or my flesh. Okay, so... I did some research and I started looking into um, what, you know, pastors say about jealousy. And something that I came across was this book that I mentioned earlier by R.T. Kendall called Jealousy, The Sin That No One Talks About. And I do want to say I haven't read the book yet, so I'm not necessarily like promoting it. However, as I was looking into the book, I came across this YouTube video of an interview between R.T. Kendall, and a man named Dr. James Dobson. And I will copy and paste the links to part one and part two, uh, the videos that I listened to of this conversation between the two men. That was just so beautiful. I was so intrigued and inspired and convicted by it that I screen recorded it, and I'm going to play you guys some clips from it right now. Check this out. If
1: it's a good book and you've been very kind to talk about it as you do, it's because I was able just to say, look, I'm sorry, but this is me. And But by the grace of God, it could be far, far worse than it is. And I think one of the ways you control it is to admit that it's there. When I say it's the sin nobody talks about, we don't want to admit to it. And we say, that's surely not me. And the the scary thing about jealousy we can always see it in somebody else but never in ourselves what makes it so dangerous insidious it eats away at the soul uh
0: it eats away at the soul which goes back to that first verse that i read to you earlier that um Google brought up. It says a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. It eats away at your bones. It eats away at your soul. When you're jealous, you you I mean, just to keep it really simple, but you start acting in a really rude, bad mood. Like, not to make it so elementary, but that's just kind of how it is. You know, have you ever met those people that are just kind of like always mad or always negative, well, it's probably because they struggle with jealousy in some area of their life. And if you're relating to this right now, if you're like, Baylor, you're like, you're like reading my mail, sister. Well, don't be discouraged. Be excited because you could be set free literally by the end of this episode. By the end of this podcast, you could be set free from jealousy forever. You you never have to compare yourself again. You can even delete your social media if that's what you need to do. And I know, I understand that that might affect your connection with me, but who cares? Like, for the sake of freedom and the gospel and following Jesus with a clear conscience, do it. If that's what you need to do, you know? Uh, I just don't want you or anybody to feel alone in regards to this subject. Because like I said, not enough people talk about it.
1: I would say be very concerned when you find yourself threatened that person that you obsess on them it's not a good sign when you think about it the god of the universe looked over all of israel and selected saul nobody else chose him god chose him he was tall he was handsome he was a leader and he had everything he needed to be the king of this people and yet he threw it all away over something so petty as jealousy. You might like to know that the person who put me in Westminster Chapel, Dr. Martin Lloyd Jones, used to say to me, the worst thing that can happen to a man is to succeed before he's ready. Mm. And this was the problem with King Saul. You see, Israel demanded a king. God says, you don't need a king, I'm your king. Oh, we want a king like other nations. And so God gave him a king and got him the best that there was, and that was Saul. Be careful what you pray for. Yes, and yet, you see, he succeeded before he was ready, and as a result became so insecure, and let a 17-year-old teenager, David, become such a threat to him that he lost his
0: head. Now, if that doesn't make you want to go listen to the entire thing, then I'm sorry. I don't know how to help you, (laughs) because it's so good the entire message part one and part two of RT Kendall and Dr. James what's his last name Dr. James Dobson Um, you can just go to YouTube type in Dr. James Dobson's family talk and you can get to his channel and then find uh, the interview and I'll have it linked in the podcast notes but I also encourage you to read the scripture that they are referencing, the story in first Samuel, where King Saul becomes so debilitatingly jealous that he like basically wants to kill King David. Uh, And it's just, it's just really interesting because the old Testament is not just like for nothing. It's my pastor always tells me the old test. Well, the Bible says this too, that the reason the old Testament was written is so that we don't make the same foolish mistakes. And here we are making the same foolish mistakes. Lord, help us all. Jesus, we need you. We need your help. So if you've gotten this far in the podcast and you're listening and you're like, oh, Baylor, that's cute. That's a cute testimony, but I don't struggle with jealousy. Like I'm perfect. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't, I doubt anyone saying that, but If you're saying something along those lines, um, maybe just ask the Lord to reveal, you know, any places in your heart where you might struggle with it. And if you don't praise the Lord, hallelujah, move on. Um, there are plenty of other things that I'm sure you might struggle with, but just so we're clear before the end of this podcast, I want to say it again, that jealousy is a sin issue. It's not just like something that we deal with, like I don't know how to, I don't know how else to say it, but it's a sin and sin separates us from God and it's really serious. It offends the Lord. Sin is not something to mess around with and Jesus died for our sins. If you're a Christian and you're listening to this, then your jealousy was paid for on the cross. So it's offensive to the cross. That's what made me feel so convicted this past week was I knew better than to allow myself to to believe the lies of jealousy and the voices of jealousy and comparison that were going on in my head. But I just, you know, I'm human and I wasn't, I probably wasn't filling myself up enough with the word and probably wasn't talking it out with trustworthy people like my husband enough for, you know, what what I love about this whole testimony is that my husband didn't just like encourage me in the jealousy or the comparison. He literally stopped me and said, why don't we pray for them? Like What? What husband does that? I don't know. Praise God for a man who knows the gospel and knows the scriptures. Okay. And for, for anyone else who's listening, who's like, yeah, Baylor, I struggle with jealousy, like, and you're fine to admit it to yourself or to somebody else. I encourage you to maybe confess it to someone that you trust, whether that's your pastor, your pastor's wife, or someone that disciples you, maybe even your mom or dad, if they're safe to confess to, because the Bible says, confess to one another so that we may be healed. Um, And so that's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is if you don't have anyone to confess to, confess it to the Lord. Well, first of all, you should just do that in general. But confess it to the Lord and, and repent. And what repentance is, which I'm sure if you've followed me on this journey at all, whether on Instagram or on my podcast, I talk about repentance quite a bit because Jesus preached repentance. I know a lot of modern day pastors and preachers and influencers don't talk about it. Because it's slightly offensive, but it's the gospel and it's life. When you turn from your wicked ways and your sinful nature, you fa- you turn from yourself and you face the Lord and you face Jesus himself, the spirit of Jesus, Holy Spirit, and you're set free and you're filled with him. That's the point. That's the Christian life is repenting, turning from yourself and to the Lord and following Jesus. And, and not going and digging, you know, digging around for what's wrong with you. But but when it comes up, when it pops up, like it did for me this past week, you know, I repented, I cried a little bit, thank you Jesus, and and I confessed it to my husband, and he, you know, led me through prayer, and then I moved on, and here I am testifying, you know, because I want you to be set free from all sin, first of all, but specifically today, I want you to be set free from jealousy and I want you to know that you can, that it's that it's possible for you to not swipe through Instagram with these constant lurking thoughts, these, these gross thoughts of, why does she have what I don't have? Ugh, why is she marrying him? Ugh, it's so unfair that they have Louis Vuitton and I don't. Whatever it may be, I don't know what your thoughts sound like, but if it's anything along those lines, that is jealousy and envy. In comparison. And it's not something to mess around with. It rots your bones, as you've heard earlier. So we're coming to the end of the podcast episode, but I just want to lead you through a prayer, if you're open to it, a prayer of repentance for specifically jealousy. So if you if you don't mind, wherever you are, in your car, on a walk, on a drive, whatever you're doing right now, just close your eyes and, and allow the Lord um, to heal you of jealousy. Dear God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for technology where I can connect with people that I may never get to meet on this side of heaven. Lord, I pray right now that whoever is listening would still their minds, that you would still their minds, quiet their minds, so that they not only could hear you, but also could hear the thoughts that they've been having. And if those thoughts include any jealousy or envy or comparison, that you would forgive them, Lord. Forgive them, God. Have mercy on them. And if you're listening right now and you want to repeat after me, go for it. Lord, I repent for jealousy. I turn over my thoughts to you. And I ask that you would give me your mind, the mind of Christ, God. Lord, forgive me for thinking the things I have been thinking about. Say their name if you want to. Lord, I bless them. I pray blessings over them, God. I pray that you would draw them closer to you and that you would draw me closer to you, Lord. God, I need you. My personality is not naturally filled with the Spirit. And I want your personality. I want to put on your person, my new nature. Thank you for your forgiveness, God. Thank you for the freedom that I am experiencing even now. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Oh, I feel so much love for whoever is listening to this even right now. Because it's the Lord's love. Like God loves you so much. He loves you too much to let you stay the same and to let you struggle with things that the Bible talks about so clearly and evidently. Like it's black and white, y'all. This ain't <laughs> this ain't confusing if you read your Bible, which obviously I always encourage. Um, it's not like an optional thing. Just FYI. If you're a Christian, the Bible is not optional. It's life. It is it is literally how we survive on this side of heaven because we don't know what we're doing. And without the word, without the truth brought to life by the Holy Spirit, we would just, we we'd probably walking around like the world looking dead and stuff, looking dead and rotten. Uh, anyways, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I pray that it encourages you, convicts you, challenges you. And if you got set free from jealousy today, like, please let me know, message me on social media, or I don't know, email me, <laughs> BaylorWilsonMusic at gmail.com. Um, I would give my phone number out to all of you, but that's probably not the smartest thing to do. So anyways, God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day, morning, afternoon, evening. I was about to say, have a wonderful night. Cause it's nighttime where I am and I cannot wait to be back next week on the Jesus Happened Podcast. Bye!